Welcome to Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza and partnered with Big Cat Country at BigCatCountry.com. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. What's up guys? It's JK3. We are back recording after a little break uh, to kind of, uh, I think JK3, you said, rest our vocal cords a little bit and uh, take it easy after we, you know, got the loss against New England and went into depression mode and (laughs) just shut down a little bit. And so we got a tweet actually the other day, I think yesterday, from Delmar Halford on Twitter, at DN from Thesia. He said, so Jags lose and no more podcasts? Not hating, just miss the show. <laughs> well, just to check you, it was DN from the C, not DN from the Sia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thought maybe that was like a foreign city or something. <laughs> DN from the Sia. I don't know. From the C. Okay, fine. Yeah. So, uh, so no, uh, we are recording still. This isn't a uh, bandwagon podcast, uh, as evidenced by our 2016 recording season when we were bad. Uh, but no, we are we are back. You know, we, we must give the people what they want. Um, and they want Jags coverage because we, we, we've got a contending team. So spend five seconds digesting the Pats' lucky crap. Four, three, two, one, and we move on. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you know, it's been a. Uh, we already got stuff to talk about from nineteen point five million dollars to a new stadium name. So, which doesn't hurt Look, us, man. So, <laughs> all I gotta say is, if the game is in Jacksonville, and we need to get our own AFC championship. We need to get the game here for home field, home field advantage is what I'm trying to say next year. Then you take the refs out of the game. There we go. Right. By the way, speaking of that, do we, is it banner worthy to be in the, or to win the AFC South and be in the AFC champion? Like, do we get a banner for that in the stadium or is that not? I mean, a they'll thing. get a, I can't remember. I mean, division championship banners are like placing fourth in the, the hopscotch contest or potato sack race. Um, where would they hang it? Yeah. Don't, don't, nobody wants that <laughs> crap. I don't know. The only thing that, you know, what really bugs me, and I'm looking forward to talking about going, you know, what's going forward, but someone made a comment, one of the idiots on ESPN about the Jags, you know, yeah, they went to the AFC championship team, but there are still better teams in the AFC. Well, let's let's take a look at those better teams. And he mentioned the AFC North. And he didn't even bring up the fact that the Jags were 5-0 and against the AFC North this year. Okay, so just, we still, although we didn't, we, we, we made it that far, we're still not getting any respect. And we got to win the whole dang thing to get respect. And and with the schedule we have coming up, it's dang near murderer's row. Uh, with that schedule, um, we, we're gonna we're gonna have a chance to earn it. So I, I can't wait. I mean, even if they even if they do win, I mean, look at what Philadelphia has done. I mean, and automatically, some of the analysts are discounting them, saying that Minnesota may be there next year. Like I've never understood how you can discredit the team that. Is the last team standing? I, in my opinion, if you do any type of power rank or any type of prediction next year, you kind of almost have to think that okay, well, this team won last year, so we let's give them the benefit of the doubt, even though how hard it is to repeat in sports, but you still got to give them the benefit of the doubt or just or something, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you can't just automatically say, well, up oh, New Orleans is going to be there next year, and uh, you know I'm going to go on a limb right now and say that the New York Jets get things together and and end up in the, in the next Super Bowl. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like I don't understand how you just completely discount the championship teams. But whatever. One graphic that I thought was pretty cool from I think it was PFF they had shown the average or maybe it was I don't know if it was most playing time by rookies or um, the most uh, rookies just in general on a team but we were I think third in terms of most rookies playing uh, and the other teams that were up there were a lot of teams that were uh, on the losing end for most of the season I think the 49ers had the most but a lot Which of the teams scary. that we finished uh, 
Yeah. Well, a lot of the teams that finished, like the Patriots, were on the complete other side of the spectrum. They were like second from last in, t- in terms of young talent. So you would think as far as power rankings and future projections, we get a little bit more credit for where we finished with such a young team and you know where we can go from here. All I got to say is that you've seen and Jaguar fans have seen firsthand what a young, scary team can do with a lot of talent. Um, 49ers, man, they're going to be they, they they are going to be a force next year. They are going to be they're going to be scary. Well, before we get into some of the news and then, of course, some uh, more football specific related stuff, uh, anything interesting going on in each of your lives since the end of the season? Uh, Well, I still work for a bank. Just a different bank. So that's all I got. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, and, and, and I still uh, am, you know, just here. <laughs> Hanging out. Oh, Hanging man. Out on Twitter, really? <laughs> nothing, nothing really crazy, man. I'm probably the most boring person on earth besides uh, Derek. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> no, I mean, nothing really is. Not, it, it's so weird because you're in this dead season where. Um, you know, basketball is cool, but it's such a long season. And college basketball, same thing. It's cool. It doesn't matter until March Madness. So you're like kind of getting through that. And what the Olympics is this year. So that's cool. So watching a bunch of sports that I would never, ever watch. Um, but hey, the moguls is kind of cool. Like those, uh, those things they go down and, um, do those like different slopes and they do like a backflip. That, that's kind of cool. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't really I don't really care much about the Olympics. It's not too uh too exciting for me. But um so I did uh wanna kinda just quickly throw out I went on a trip to uh New York for like four or five days and uh I wore my Jaguars hat each day to see if I could solicit any response from anybody. And uh needless to say, for day four it took until I had somebody recognize my hat and actually yell out from a distance. We were in some kind of like underground market thing, which was really cool. And uh, he said, go Jags. And then in a moment that is super dorky for me being an individual person who normally doesn't do this and only feels comfortable doing it in the stadium with other people, I did yell out Duval. And uh, thankfully, because I would have been super embarrassed otherwise, he, <laughs> he reciprocated and yelled Duval back. And so it was a pretty good moment, I thought. It was kind of exciting. So speaking speaking of the Duval the chant and you know the recent trademarking of the chant, how do how do y'all feel about that? Uh you, you know that's been people have been screaming Duval since I was a, a little kid. They used to scream Duval at Come Together Day, okay? And Come Together Day hasn't been around in a long time. Uh, so this whole notion about the Jags, you know, made it up or the, the team, you know, the, the following. No. OK. Let's you know make sure we have our history correct. It's just that Khan's a businessman and he was smart enough to make sure that, you know, people don't capitalize off the team. So he trademarked it in the story. You know, that's what I think. Yeah. I'd have to, I'd have to look because I don't know, you know, the Bengals, they have their little thing they say and the Saints fans, I think, have their thing. I don't know off the top of my head if like the teams incorporated that with trademarks and like on merchandise and things. I'm not really sure. But to me, I kind of like it not being that way. I mean, I like the kind of fact that it was like sort of like an organic thing that the fan base started on their own and did on their own. So I don't know. I don't really like it that much, to be honest with you. I think that should be more of like a, a fan oriented thing where you got like fans making their own t-shirts and, and it, it not be something that becomes commercialized. Cause then it kind of loses its uh, appeal a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm on the, I'm on the same way with you, man. I feel like it's just one of those things where, um, Duval, when people yell Duval, it usually really wasn't a good thing <laughs> when, when someone yelled Duval and uh, like on the same level as like yelling World Star. So um, I don't know. I'm on, I'm on the same. I'm on the fence about it just because it's just one of those things where, OK, the Duval till we die. All right. That's kind of cool. The hashtag uh, DTWD. That, that's that's really cool. That the, you know gave us a little bit of recognition. Uh, it was really cool when they kind of, when the Jacks kind of uh, adopted Bolt City Brigade too, uh, as Con has mentioned in a couple of the State of the Franchise, uh, your know, State of the Jaguars, you know, speeches. But I, I just don't know about this one, man. I think I think I feel a lot better if, is if they like the first game of the season if they had Easy E come out from ninety three three and just yell Duval one time. I think I'd probably be good with it. They just give him his credit and let him do it for one home game. I'd be completely fine. 
Yeah. Yeah. I get the biggest kick out of, cause I don't know. I, I know you don't have one, Derek. I know you and I still have Facebook accounts, which I have really determined is just the, the worst people in the world generally on Facebook on comment sections. And anytime any of the stuff about Duval comes up, all you see is people like, I can't believe the team is using a gang sign for their <laughs> t-shirts, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Oh, so, gosh. I, you know, I mean, that's the part of it, too, that you kind of have to, I guess, is the good part about it is it almost kind of like uh, normalizes it where it's not something that's, quote unquote, from the streets and is more of like an actual team slogan that I, I don't know. Well, you know, why are they yelling out the county name? That's stupid. But uh, And see, they've I, been know. yelling out the county name for years. OK, I'm going to put my age out here a little bit just so you guys can know. I, I uh, graduated high school in, in 1999. That's right. 1999. 20 years next year. Um and we went to one of the reunion. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> we went to grad night. Okay. And back then, you know, for younger listeners, grad night was in Orlando. You, you went to Disney, you got your tickets, you got, you know, you went on your bus, you know what, you know, people did crazy things on the bus. You get there and they always have a musical performer. Well, our musical performer was Britney Spears before she blew up. And, a guy, I'd never forget his name. We called him, you know, Big Papa Reese, man. That Joker had Britney Spears screaming Duval on stage. Okay, I kid you not. <laughs> all right. So would everyone say, oh, it just came out? No. Okay. It's been around for a long, long time before before uh, the Jags even played their first game here. So and it's not a gang affiliation. It's not, you know, it, it, it's it's not a a code for something. It's just, you know, you're feeling some type of way. You're from you're from Duval County. You're from Jacksonville. If you're from Jacksonville. You know about Jenkins Barbecue, okay? You Duval. You you know about you know Skinner's Dairy Buildings all over town. There's like twenty of them. They've been closed for years. All right, that's what it is. It's 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 a it's a it's a you know frame of mind culture whatever you want to call it but it is not a gang affiliation okay (laughs) it is not a a a code word it is not the team rally cry it's for the fans and should be for the fans by the fans in the story so that's just kind of how i feel about it I can 100% assure you nobody in New York, when they heard me say that, thought in any way that I was uh, proclaiming a gang affiliation. No, I'm just, you know, the different comments, people that. say stupid stuff. And, you know, half the time it's a bunch of ignorance anyway. You know, don't don't know anything. Um, probably the same ones that said, oh, I'll never go to a game again. And then as soon as they make the playoffs, they're like, go Jaguars. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it just it, it annoys well, me when people are like that. Yeah, a couple of quick hitters on New York, just, you know, FYI, I guess, for future sake, if we ever travel for an away game there. I don't know if we play there this coming season or not. I'd have to look at the schedule. But um, the uh, subway is the worst creation in, in in the history of the world. It's the most disgusting thing. I mean, it smells. People look miserable. They hate each other. They don't want to make eye contact. So, I mean, the city just in general is so much different than Jacksonville. Uh I was joking with you guys about how, like, I thought every basketball court was Rucker Park. I still haven't determined if I saw it or not, which was kind of disappointing. A guy handed me a CD, and, like, in any situation, when somebody hands you something on the street, you just think it's, like, a giveaway or, like, a pamphlet or something. You just take it and go. And I took it and kept walking, and he got upset because, I guess, it was his new album, and I'm supposed to pay for that. So I had to walk all the way back and hand it back to him. So it's just, like, a completely different vibe in New York. And I personally, this might be controversial, but uh, I think Jacksonville's better than New York. <laughs> it's not as dirty. It's not as congested. It's not a concrete, uh, just you know, concrete everywhere. Um, I I don't know. It made me feel better about living in Jacksonville. To be honest with you, I've never been. I've never been. So I, I'll keep my opinions to myself on that. <laughs> it, it's a big city, man. You know, it's it's a big city, and you know, you know, people people from cities you know that are size of ours or you know. You know, some like the bigger city, some don't. You know, I can tell you, my my uh, nieces and nephews—they're from uh, Northern California, the, the Bay Area—and when they come to Jacksonville, they're like, "Yo, where's the train? Where's the bus?" You know, you know, I'm gonna let you borrow a car. You know, I don't want to borrow a car. I just want to get on the train, go you know to the mall or something. Like, sorry, you don't. There's no trains, definitely, and there's no hardly any buses around town. There are a few. 
So just different. Uh, I guess you can say we're small town mentality, man. Small town mentality with a small town mentality team that basically was a quarter away from the Super Bowl. Well, one bit of news that broke out while I was there that you guys brought to my attention via text message was uh, the stadium name change, which we've kind of joked about before because we were a little worried with TIAA purchasing Everbank that, you know, one, the stadium name would become completely boring sounding. TIAA Field is what we thought it would be originally. Uh, But then, of course, and JK3, I know you were joking about this, but there was the jeopardy of our podcast name becoming obsolete and weird and awkward and not meaning anything. Uh, So uh, any thoughts on the new uh, name change for the stadium coming up? Thank God it's with a bank still <laughs> for, for na- I, you know, namesake, all those stickers that we bought, <laughs> all, those, <laughs> all the t-shirts that we have. Yeah, man. Uh, no, it, it's still a bank. I think it's funny when people are like, what is TIAA? Like, what, what is it? It's like, it's a bank. It's like, like a bank. It's like, you know, like Vistar. And they're like, Oh, a bank. It's like, yeah, a bank, you know, where they, Hold money in gold bars. <laughs> People just don't understand. People aren't used to to uh, to change. You know, I, I don't think they really re- respond well to change at all. So it's still, you know, we can still lock down the bank. We're still down by the bank. Everybody can still take their their little padlocks up to gate one or two and put them on the side. Uh, you know, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, we. Uh... We got real lucky for the podcast sake. <laughs> so I mean, it's not like we're some global brand or something. We could have just changed the name, really. But, hey, man, uh, we got big dreams. We got big dreams here on on, on this show. Yeah. No, man, it's you know, uh, it's gonna be kind of weird. You know, Everbank just kind of flows. You know, you know, people are gonna say the TIA Bank stated. You know, it just it don't doesn't flow. You know, it doesn't sound right. Oh, is it stadium or are they keeping field? Or is it TIA Bank Field? I'm sorry. Uh, I don't. I thought stadium would have sounded better, to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, good stuff. So, and then of course the new uniforms and helmets. I actually started to grow a little accustomed and uh, started to, to actually like the helmets just because it kind of set us apart. At first, I didn't like them, and then it kind of just grew on me over time. So, uh, to a certain degree, I'm a little. Uh, bummed about that because I thought it did uh, set us apart. But apparently, Tom Coughlin's going to be heavily involved or already is heavily involved in the new uniforms, uh, particularly around keeping it to a more classical style. So do you guys think we're just going to kind of go back maybe with the new logo, but uh, more so to the, to the older uniforms back in the nineties? I think they do. I think they kind of, you know, go back to something more traditional, uh, you know, with a number on the uh, sleeve and then like, maybe like one of those bars, like, uh, you know, a couple like, you know, the color bars that go down from like the shoulder all the way to the end of the, the, the jersey. And then probably just something just not as, uh, not as crazy, more of something like a little bit more sharp, sharp. I would love for them to kind of have their own, um, I think they already kind of do have it right now, but they're like own numbers. You know, like the Vikings have their own number, like combination with that, uh, that like one looks like one number is a Viking number and the other one's like a regular number. So something yeah. like that would be kind of cool. Yeah. You know, it's, it's some of the uniforms were, were okay to me. I mean, the two-tone helmets kind of always were like, eh, but you know, Coughlin's an old school coach, man. I don't care what uniforms look like as long as we get the W's, man. I, I could care less if they wanted to show up, you know, and, and powder blue, which would be off the color scheme for our team, you know, whatever. Just as long as we get the W's, so we can go back to classic looks. Yeah. We had we had better we had a better team when we had a classic look uniform anyway. So, yeah, I'm surprised Coughlin's even involved with that. To be honest with you, so one of the articles said he was heavily involved, and that was kind of surprising to me. And then the thing with the stadium too is that they are going to come out with. A $5 menu kind of following the trend of uh, trying to create a more uh, economical experience, I guess, at the stadium. And yes, that does sort of offset a little bit with the ticket price increase. But there are a lot of season ticket holders who are going to renew um, at their, their current values where there won't be too much of a change. Um, any thoughts on the uh, discounted uh, hot dogs, popcorn, sodas, etc.? As, as long as I can bring my freezer bag of Publix chicken in and pizza from the night before, uh, and then also have my kids bring in, <laughs> bring in, uh, bags of popcorn, I'm, I'm good. I, I, I mean, plus who, who really eats at the stadium? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, that don't matter either. Um maybe <laughs> better sleep. Yeah. yeah. Derek doesn't give a crap about <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, no one it's it's don't really matter don't, either. Really do not eat at the stadium, bro. Yeah. Like you really don't. Like you tailgate for four hours outside, you get liquored up, you get beard up, and then you all that goes away when you like pound two hot dogs and then you think I'm gonna go inside the stadium and eat like a hot dog when I could have got one outside? Yeah. Like I I I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I get a little hungry. We'll we'll get a little hot dog or pretzel here or there and spend the money. So I'm a little excited about the discount. Yeah, it, it's pretzel. <laughs> yeah, you got a problem with that? <laughs> is, it, is it a teal one? Is it is the nacho cheese teal? They switched no, over to that a regular, yet? <laughs> regular, regular pretzel, classic pretzel. Oh geez, here we go. <laughs> What do you have against pretzels? I don't, I, don't, I don't have anything against pretzels. I'm just saying I'm not going to go to the game and get like a, a pretzel. If, if I'm going to spend $8, it's not going to be on a pretzel. It might be on, I don't know, like some other type of handheld food, but not a, <laughs> not a, not a pretzel. Maybe a corn dog, yeah. but not a pretzel, man. Pretzels are just dry. Ugh. <laughs> All right. So that's, uh, that's the end of our... Uh, food and uh, beverage segment. Okay, so now to actual uh, football stuff. And I know, uh, Derek, you had a, a couple things here that you you know particularly had pointed out, uh, one of which uh, we'll start with, which is the picking up of the option on uh, our tenured player, Mercedes Lewis. That could have been a locker room move, you know, three and a half million, one year. Uh, obviously, that's a position that we need to upgrade in the draft. You know, I, I'm... You know, I would would I would be very surprised if we didn't pick up someone in the draft, one of the younger guys uh, coming out. But um, that and the fact that you know he, he is a decent blocker too, and our offensive line isn't. You know, they kind of they, they started off hot, but then they wore off. So you know, definitely we'll take all the help we can get with uh, run blocking because that's our bread and butter. So. I'm okay with the, whatever it was, three and a half or three point two five they gave him. Yeah, I, I think Mercedes coming back, man. It, it is a locker room move for sure. I think they definitely do still upgrade, um, you know, in the off season, whether it be uh, draft, free agency, maybe, but definitely bringing in, you know, a, a 12, 12 years, right, twelve year, uh, you know, veteran like that. He's a good teammate, good in the community. Uh, you know, I, I think it's a re- really good positive move, and and this may be like a farewell, uh, you know, tour for him. Kind of hit that last season. I don't see them bringing him back next season for sure. But uh, I mean, th- this season, yeah, man, I think it, it's good. Plus, I mean, what five touchdowns, twenty four? I think he had like twenty four, twenty five catches all year. So it's got to be got to be a locker room move for sure. One guy that uh, is particularly of interest on whether we're going to re-sign him is Aaron Colvin. So uh, Pro Football Talk had an article, I believe, today uh, that I was looking at earlier that the uh, concern is, is we just won't have enough salary cap space with with everything else that we're having to commit to, including uh, potentially Allen Robinson, which we'll talk about a little bit. Um, but uh, thoughts on uh, Colvin? Um, he's gone. <laughs> I mean, it, it, we can't. We cannot. We'd love to keep him. Okay, he's a great, you know, player. He, he he's uh, been great for us in the nickel position, and uh, but he's going to get some starter money. I mean, there are a lot of teams out there that you know gave up a lot of passing yards that would love a corner. I can tell you, the team that beat us in the AFC Championship game, they need another corner because they're about to let Malcolm Butler go. So uh, they'll. I bet you they'll try and you know make a run for him. I wouldn't put it. You know, wouldn't be surprised. And, and then the second thing is, but people got to remember. Uh, apparently, a couple players have been, you know, voicing their pains about keeping the team together. But you know, Ramsey, you know, being one of them, you you guys got to get paid. We got some serious uh, talent coming up for uh, to be resigned, and we can't can't keep everybody. You know, we got a hard cap in the NFL, so it's not it's not like the NBA where we can just say hey, we'll go over to cap and pay the luxury tax. It doesn't work that way in the NFL. So no, I, I think uh, AC definitely played himself into a bigger contract. He uh, when you're good, um, you know everyone knows AJ and and Ramsey are going to be you know your superstar uh, talent. And when um, 
one thing that that Colvin did really well, he played laterally very well. And laterally, I mean side to sideline to sideline. He was really good in covering those flats, really good covering those deep ends and deep out plays. And also, you know, just sometimes when those plays that just really didn't limit to his side of the field, he was really good going back and forth uh, and, and making those plays. So uh, he showed his physicality and showed that you know he can you know still be a coverage corner. And, you know, right now in this defense, you know, he, he ate as a nickel. So, I mean, he's a cornerback talent. So I think he's going to be really good. Um, but to, to, to jump on your second question, <clears throat> uh, Ramsey politicking for, 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 for people to get paid and for people to, uh, yeah, Jaguars, you should sign this. Jaguars, yeah, you should do that. I mean, it doesn't work like that. I mean, I know that he's a boisterous player, and I know he's earned his respect, you know, on the team and everything else like that. But, I mean, just by him sending out the tweets and everything, I think it just shows a sign of camaraderie that the the team, you know, the teammates and that he's got his teammates' backs and everything else like that. But, I mean, in the same sentence, you can't take what he's doing like, yeah, pay A-Rob, yeah, pay Aaron Colvin. But then he's liking tweets about Blake being trash. Yeah, I think that's the thing is I, I don't I'm actually surprised that he is still doing that sort of stuff with sort of the the discipline model that was brought in this past season. Because, I mean, for the most part, if you let him kind of run loose like that, every player he likes on the team, he's going to vouch for uh, publicly to get re-signed for the, the most money possible. And that's just not from a business perspective, something that you can do every single time. So, uh, and then if you do it, then it looks like you're appeasing him. So it kind of puts the the team in a bad spot, I think. And then he even went out, I think, uh, yesterday or the day before and was writing some kind of tweet out there about Lamar Jackson and how, you know, if you gave him weapons uh, with a good defense, you know, he would be a, a guy that could go deep in the playoffs. And, and obviously, you know, he's kind of insinuating that maybe the Jaguars should target him. That's how I took it anyway, especially with his history. Uh, so I don't know. I'm not really a big fan of him doing this sort of stuff like he's been prone to do. And I'm actually really surprised the team hasn't kind of addressed it with him. Yeah, they, they probably have, but, you know, that's what I remember we talked about how some guys just, you know, they don't care. They do what they want to do, say what they want to say. And those type of guys, they, uh, they, they bring home W's and, and he's got that mentality, which can be good in a lot of ways. Then it can be bad in other ways. Um, I tell you right now, if I'm looking at the roster, uh, if they re-sign Colvin, okay, let's say they re-sign Colvin and gave him starter money. So then in the next two years in Gakwe, Ramsey, quarterback whoever it may be that we have that's just three players all three of those guys are going to command double figure you know annual salaries whether it be Bortles or you know or another quarterback you know we don't know in Gakwe especially you can you you got to pay pass rushers and then you you got an island corner out there that might be you know top 3 in the league if not the best i think he's the best um that $40 million will disappear real quick with just three guys. So it's kind of uh, the, the bittersweet part of the team doing so well is that you kind of have to look ahead a year or two and, and wonder if we're going to be put in a predicament where we're going to have to make ourselves worse off just to be able to afford partial amounts of the team that we have right now and to keep them. Well, I mean, the team's not going to stay to stay together forever. <clears throat> so that's why you got literally a window of two to three years. You build it two to three years and you got to, uh, you know, win that Super Bowl or, you know, kind of get to your, your 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 peak of where you are with the team. And then you could probably start, you know, reloading and replacing players like that. But as of right now, our primary focus is a team. I think if, if you're going to do it with this core, with this defense that's been great this uh you know the offense that showed the promise and you know add a couple pieces here and there on the offense you legitimately got about two years because i mean you think about it Ngakwe, there's no way if 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 Ngakwe hits the market uh in the next what two years mm-hmm. i mean this guy's he, he 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 had like i think 15 strip sacks <laughs> over the last year there's no way that this guy's gonna be able to you know he's gonna be yeah, cheap. He 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 earned himself a starting contract. I mean, and you have players like that, Ramsey. I mean, you think if Ramsey's tweeting about other players that should be getting paid, imagine what he's going to be like in a contract year. 
<laughs> it's going to be a Revis situation all over again. And just looking at Ngakwe, according to OverTheCap.com, 735000 next year in 2018 or this oh year. Oh, my gosh. And then 834000 in 19. Okay, 2019. I, I, I guarantee you. They're going to have to, I don't know about breaking the bank, but they're going to have to come with the thunder to to be able to re-sign him because pass rushers nowadays are a dime a dozen. Look how long it took us to finally get one. We got one. We lucked out in free agency and got another one. And then, you know, Fowler, he's, you know, hit or miss, but he still, you know, is decent. So you're telling me we're going to be able to try and re-sign Colvin, keep him, Try to settle with Fowler because he might run the free agency, and you know, like that. No, it's not going to work. So somebody's got to go. But that kind of leads into the, uh, and this bounces off what you were saying, JK3, about the short window uh, tied in with the money concerns coming up in the next year or two is about the quarterback position, uh, particularly, uh, and it's like you can, you go one way or the other. So you have Blake that you take a gamble on potentially by picking up his option and, and rolling with him, but then there's the risk of him maybe not being who you think he is or that his season this year with, you know, getting us to the AFC championship game was not necessarily based on his talent, but on the team overall. Uh, and then also, if you go the Cousins route, you also take the gamble where you're going to pay this guy a ton of money that then could mortgage your future to not be able to re-sign a lot of the star players, and he might not work out. So where do we go with this? It's kind of like a, uh, a gamble no matter what direction you go in. Um, you, you definitely it, – it, it's crazy because at the beginning of the year, everyone you know thought that the, the prove-it deal, you know, the, the, the Jags picking up – Portal's fifth option. Everyone said it was going to be a prove-it deal, prove-it deal. Okay. And everyone wanted Blake to just to be a game manager. Everyone wanted Blake to, you know, he didn't have to go out and do all these crazy things. Uh, come beginning, middle of the season, you actually see that he's doing great. And, you know, he's this type of player. He's that type of player. Towards the Seattle game, probably his best game he's ever had in his career. It's just uh, Bortles mania. Everyone loves him. And then he, he had that, that dip towards the end of the season, even in the Buffalo game. I mean, he did what he had to do to win the game and people were still upset about that. And then in new England, or excuse me, Pittsburgh played a hell of a game. And then even in new England, he did, he played a really good game also too, even though he didn't win, he still played a decent game. So why are we thinking about even bringing in cousins? I, I, I don't understand that. And in my opinion, you know, Cousins may be a better quarterback. He may be, a, you know, a, he ha- may have a better arm. He may have a, a couple other attributes that are better than Blake. But at the end of the day, you're talking about replacing the quarterback that got you from dirt all the way to the AFC championship game. There's no way you can replace that dude. And the players love him. The players love him. And that's something that we can't, as fans, we can't do anything about. If the players love him, if the players got his back, if the players are going out playing for Blake and having his back like they did in the season, when everyone was talking shit about Blake and everyone was saying all this different stuff about Blake this, Blake that, and the players are actually going back and forth and backing up the play for him, you, you can't mess with that chemistry. Yeah. Um, okay. So the $19.5 million, you know, we're going to have to chalk that up and just take it. Uh, cousins, you know, may be the only one left if some miracle doesn't happen by trade. Apparently, there's a story out there that the Jets are ready to like guarantee his entire contract. Okay, like sixty, you know, sixty million dollars guaranteed, or was it you know total contract one hundred and twenty, you know, million guaranteed, and or with a sixty million dollar you know money up front, something crazy like that. If that's true, that's absurd. I doubt it is, but. Let's look at this. Let's pick on someone here. Ryan Tannehill. When have the Dolphins even come close to even getting to the AFC Championship game? He's getting $77 million. His contract is totaled at $77 million. Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, look at stats. They're better. It doesn't matter. It's not what we're talking about. Just talking about wins. He's got nothing point is, if you got a guy like Tannehill that is taking a team that's loaded with talent, okay, they haven't gone anywhere, and Bortles, who's taking a team that's loaded with talent on defense, you know, and I've been the biggest Bortles critic with the rest of them, so I'm not going to sit here and say I've been on the Bortles train all along, because I definitely have not, 
you got to keep him. You got to keep him. Uh, If he does it again next year, then that's two years in a row, and he deserves a long-term deal after that. But what you don't want is you don't want to let him go, and then we're stuck like Chuck with a rookie. You know, it it could be a good, you know, you never know. But uh, while the team is rallied around him, that's that's the most important piece, like JK3 just said. Later in the season, something happened. And the team started rallying around him. You notice the players in the locker room, like Malik Jackson, started sticking up for him. You never saw that. Never. And all of a sudden, they're sticking up for him. They don't have to be best friends and hang out and get beers or, you know, whatever. But if they're if they're looking out for him, that speaks a whole lot more volume than 40 touchdowns and, you know, 10 interceptions. We love that. But... It's just, you know, we, we just got to pay him. We just got to give him a 19-5. We might draft a quarterback, bring in some competition. Have no idea why we signed Henny. Still, that, shaking my head at that one. And uh, we'll just, you know, keep going. Well, I think, <clears throat> honestly, that is probably the, the easy move. And for, for Dave Caldwell is to just go with Blake and, like you said, draft a quarterback. Obviously not, like, with their first-round pick or anything, but, you know, maybe uh, second, third, fourth, even later maybe. But um, that's the easy move, and I think that's probably what we'll go with because there's not a lot of people that are going to blame him for re-signing Blake after getting the AFC Championship game. Um, and then, of course, I think what I've read anyway, and this might save us from even having to have this discussion anymore, is I guess the Jets, what is it? They're just going to throw any anything at all they need to throw at Kirk Cousins to, to bring him over. Doesn't mean he's going to sign with them necessarily, but if it's about money, it, it sounds like they're going to be the, uh, the team to beat. And uh, we've definitely shown in the past with Caldwell at the helm that there is a breaking point. We're not going to overspend. So uh, I think... That might end up uh, kind of ending the discussion. Yeah, and, and, and to just to, to backpedal a second, a, another player who's you know just ultimate trash, Mike Glennon. You know he's getting like twelve, thirteen million dollars a year. That's ridiculous. So think think so about saying, that. So you're we're, we're so going to have saying, to like we're we're going to have to pay Bortles. We're we're going we're going to have to. Okay, no matter which way you spin it, we're going to have to pay him. So is it like, so is it like you're saying like the the free because Glennon was that's a free agent contract that he got yeah, right yeah and you can yeah so I mean you're saying like basically like Cousins could be a similar situation where it, two years from now we look at the contract that we potentially give him and say man did we screw up with that we should have just re-signed the guy that we exactly, had exactly because you know yes there are stats and yes that's what people go by and yes people love pro football focus and all this other you know junk. But there are intangibles that just don't show up on paper, which I'm pretty confident that the Jags have in that locker room. They've got it. I've never seen them stick up for each other like this in in years. So they gotta they gotta ride with it, you know. They they they, they kind of have to, and maybe with with uh if we can get Allen Robinson back, which I know we're gonna talk about that here in a second before we wrap up, um. You know, maybe they can work it out. Maybe, you know, Nathaniel Hackett has done a great job calling plays. Blake's going to have a, a guy who he's worked with now for three years instead of flopping with another offensive coordinator. Um, so maybe that, uh, you know, that longevity of actually having an offensive coordinator for the for the last couple of years will, you know, hopefully expand the playbook and, you know, get more creative with the plays. And we'll see. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Allen Robinson, so what? And we were talking about a little bit about this beforehand, but what is the situation there? I'm, I'm still trying to figure this out because I must have confused myself in thinking that that he still had a year left. Evidently, he doesn't. Right? Like, there's a we are looking at maybe franchise tagging him or signing him to a long term deal. But if we don't get something done by the deadline, then he's essentially a free agent, I guess. Um, you know, I. I was looking at uh, you know the you know, overthecap.com is kind of the closest thing we have to really knowing the truth. Um, it looks like he's they have him listed as a UFA, unrestricted free agent, and unless there's a team option to pick him up, uh, I'm not sure what's what's going on with that. But we got to get we got to make sure he's suiting up for us. He, we don't need to you know, uh, not have him on the team. I know we did okay with uh you know with uh, Cole and Westbrook they'll continue to get better. 
Marquise Lee, I think he's good as gone. Um, he runs to California every every offseason anyway. He barely stays here, so I doubt he he would want to stay here. Um, Alan Hearns, yeah, we'll still have him, but he, you've got a guy that's you know shown that he could go up and get the football, and he he can you know play consistent, uh, have consistent play at the wide receiver position. He can block too. That's another big thing. That's somebody you, you got to have. You got to have on the team. So, <clears throat> Allen Robinson was with us. He's been with us for four years, right? That's right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. So that so he's four years. So the first year he really didn't play that much. He got hurt, right? That's right. Okay. Second year he had his breakout year with Bortles. But majority of that stuff was in garbage time when he went to the Pro Bowl, right? That's right. Last year, he had a um, mediocre season, um, but most of that was hindered on, on Blake's performance, right? That's right. Fourth year, first game, tears his ACL. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, I, I think he is I, – I don't know. I, I really don't know. I may be the only person in Jacksonville that – is like on the fence about this. I'm not so gung ho with just paying a Rob because I mean the only thing that we really seen productive out of a Rob was a year which everyone has already deemed that all those stats are garbage time. You can't go and say Blake had a great year that year, but oh it was garbage time. It doesn't matter. Same thing with the stats that a Rob had. They were garbage time. I mean yeah, you can see him go up for 50-50 balls. You can see him go up for you know a, a lot of the plays that he makes with with Blake and everything else like that. But I'm just. So just kind of on the fence, just about just not throwing him the money, just throwing everything at him. I think what happened today with Jarvis Landry also uh, getting franchised, I think that's going to wait weigh a little bit on it too with the franchise tag that Miami gave him because I think they're kind of in the same realm as far as uh, athletics and, you know, just get open routes and, you know, how, how really good they are at being receiver. But I'm just on the fence about paying A-Rob. I, I really am. No. I mean – that's just me personally. Now, I'm not saying break the bank. You know, he might be one of the few players that wants the franchise because it's now, what, like $16.5 million for a wide receiver. You take the top 10. Mm-hmm. You take the top 10 highest paid wide receivers and you take their average and that's what you get. Uh, that that ends up being the, the uh, or top five or top 10, the, the franchise tag. He may want it because he may know, you know, he knows that, you know, with the with the season that he had where he actually got stats and then the two seasons where he's been hurt. That he's not going to command top dollar, or you might have some you know team that's willing to pay him uh, big bucks if we let him go. Um, my thing is, we have some decent number twos on our team, but we don't have a number one. If is some you know, I've, I've talked to people that said Allen Robinson isn't a number one. You know, well, who do we have on the team that's close to a number one besides him? We don't. Marquise Lee definitely isn't a number one. Okay, Dede Westbrook, you know, uh, he's, you know he, he's a young talent, but he's not a number one. Keelan Cole, no, he's not a number one. And Alan Hearns is not a number one. So, yeah, we, we won 10 ball games last year, but we want to get better. And having a talent like him on the team, uh, hopefully he comes back healthy and he comes back with, with the Jags. He may get franchise tagged, who knows, but. I just think we need to resign him, but I don't think we need to break the bank in doing so. What what would you what would you sign him for? Like what would be a, what would be an ideal like you know salary? Uh, you know that's a good question. I, I, Cause I think I think I think Hearn's got what uh, four four years forty million. So it's like about ten ten years of ten or about ten million a year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That's tough. So you would have to, you would, you would have to, you would have to pay him. He would have to get paid at least like thirteen, fourteen million dollars a year. Yeah, yeah, at least fourteen. And the, the franchise tag would be like what sixteen? Yeah, yeah. It'd probably be the best interest for the for the Jags to franchise him. I mean, to keep him on the team because I mean that's that's unless they really just decide to break the bank, which I don't know how that's going to affect everyone because. Two or three years down the line, these contracts are coming up, and dudes are going to have to get paid. 
Yep. Yeah. That's the big thing. And it's, it's funny you mentioned Hearns because that that's the year. It was the same season that Robinson put up big numbers that Hearns put up big numbers too. And you see how that contract's kind of played out. I mean, I think it's needless to say, and of course there's injuries that played into it too, but he hasn't exactly lived up to what we thought he would have become. Yeah. The right. Yeah. The um. I can tell you this, whatever it is, there'll be a team option that's with it. Um, meaning, you know, that the team could, you know, cut him and not, you know, and not lose any more money against the cap. Um, whether if it's a, two, a three-year deal with a, a team option after the second year, I mean, he's going to want a four or five-year deal. Uh, he's only 24, 25 years old, so he's probably going to want a five-year deal. Um it's got to it's got to come with a team option because of the injuries. Maybe have some you know verbiage in there that states you know with with, with injuries. I'm not sure if that breaks a collective bargaining agreement. Um, and who knows? He might be smart. Maybe you know he'll he'll uh, since we know that the collective bargaining agreement ends in 2020, he might just sign a three year deal, and we might be able to keep him for three years at at a at a uh, not a discounted rate but just with a with a uh, an option a team option where we can cut him if something happens so yeah yeah i think it really seems like to me and i'm not you know the big football expert or anything as far as the on the play uh, or on the field stuff but i mean it does seem like most of his hype isn't necessarily coming from stats like jk3 was talking about but more so like his age and potential uh, going forward and that's a little scary i don't know Put, committing a lot of money to something that's kind of like such an unknown is uh with especially with our financial shape and what we're worried about in the next couple of years um i don't know it's a little little concerning i tend to think you know sometimes especially wide receivers and big positions like that just kind of like with Kirk cousins that sometimes guys that maybe aren't as good as they're being portrayed to be get hyped a little bit and uh, maybe he's in that boat yeah, and he's coming back off of ACL. You know, that's something I, you know, I mentioned. Hopefully, he's, he comes back healthy. But, um, you know, the wide receiver position, wide receiver, running back, and cornerback, those are three positions in, in football. If you tear your ACL, yes, we have the technology now. It's not the same injury it was 20 years ago. But it's still, a you know, a season-ending injury that affects your ability to cut. Um, so... He may not, you know, he should be ready by week one, but if he's not, you know, he might sit the first four games out, you know, like, uh, just, you know, warm that knee up and get it ready. So it's going to be, it's going to be very interesting, you know, what they do with him. I, I don't know if you franchise him, you know, franchise tag a guy that could, you know, miss a couple games because the knee's not ready. So. Yeah, it, it may not be ready. And then just also just looking at, you know, some of the, some of the top, Wide receivers that are that are actually you know out there. I mean, you got of course Antonio Brown, Jarvis Landry, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Demarius Thomas, Dez, T.Y. Hilton, uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, do I think he's really in that that category of receiver? I I, I don't. Me me just being. I mean, I, I really. And it's just more of like, what have you, what have you, what have you been able to put on? Yeah, the 50-50 balls are great. His route running is great. But I, I think what Corey said also about the age and the potential, that's something huge that you want to, you want to pay. If it, if it works out, great. If it doesn't, then, you know, what's keeping the, the Jags from blowing a bunch of money on a young receiver? Yeah. Like they've done in the past. Yeah. And like I said, all I'm saying is we don't have a number one on the team. Now that could be, you know, they the Jags could make a move to get a wide receiver, or they could pick up one in the draft. You know, I think there's a couple, you know, a couple guys in the draft that are that have a, a lot of potential. But all I know is there's not a number one on the team, and if we do have a number one on the team that you know that's not injured, he's the closest one that we have when he gets back. So, well. I guess we'll have to see uh, when's the deadline on that uh, that they have to. Or I guess when's the time that they're projecting that we make a decision on that? Is that in March? Yeah, yeah, I think it's in March. Okay, so uh, so we'll uh, you know kind of look at that and see uh, how it plays out. Um, it's definitely something that's a huge uh, controversy or something that's a, at least a big discussion right now on social media, especially because um, I guess you know probably. 
couple months ago or uh, six months ago. I mean, it wouldn't have even been a conversation as to whether uh, you re-sign him or franchise tag him. And now that, you know, I guess you get a full picture and you saw where we ended up uh, in the season without him. I mean, keep in mind, he didn't play uh, and we still made it to the AFC Championship game. Uh, I guess it's giving people a little bit more pause as to it being a definite uh, yes or no decision. Uh, so uh, coming up next week, I guess we have the combine starting on Tuesday. Um, so we'll you know touch on that a little bit. You know we'll be recording again mid next week. And do you guys have any final thoughts uh, before we wrap up? March six, four p.m. Eastern. That's the that's the deadline. be there be square. Yeah. <laughs> everybody everybody's phone on you know everybody's phone on their various sports apps will send a notification on who got picked up and what. Um, and the league year starts on the fourteenth, so that's when all the free agency craziness will start. You know all those deals will be already worked out by the time that's you know gets going. But uh, my only thought is. Cousins just needs to go chase the money if that's what he wants, you know. Um, and that's that's it. It's, it. We we you know we just need to ride it out with Blake. Same here, same here. I agree. Uh, you know, Cousins is going to be way 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 too expensive, and um, I mean, and and then on top of that, man, it's just one of those things like he he they, the, the skins went to the playoffs like what one one year with him being there. I don't think he's like the, the comeback kid or, you know, anything that he can really say that he can really hang his hat on that he, he's done besides be franchised like three times. <laughs> but I mean, hey, man, um, I, I definitely want to ride with Blake and uh, I'd be interested to see if with some of the some of the listeners, some of the people that, that we have uh, interact with us on Twitter. Uh, definitely, you know, not trying to be argumentative, but just want to hear what everybody's case is about A-Rob. Like, I mean, I, I know he's a great receiver i know he's good with what we have but like i said i'm just on the fence about it yeah that's a good thought yeah shoot your uh, feedback over on twitter or uh, facebook or email down by the bank at gmail.com and actually we have i guess we'll come out with that next week we technically have a domain name uh domain name now so we can uh start using that email address but we'll get to that once that's actually finished uh it's coming soon down by the bank.com um but uh but yeah just shoot us your thoughts on that or any of the other stuff we talked about we'll be sure to uh to bring it up next episode or if you guys just have like a question or some kind of uh comment that you just want to make in general um similar to the uh the hate tweet that we got from uh <laughs> man or what's his name the sia or something like that <laughs> about uh the podcast uh not recording and uh and, and whatnot feel free to do that too so so, and then just a reminder, if you guys are on Apple Podcasts, if you could uh, subscribe, obviously, but also if you could leave us a five-star review, that would be great. Uh, just kind of helps us move up the charts and uh, get us a little bit more recognition as well. So uh, that's it for today, and we will be back next week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.